Welcome to the Outliers, fuckers. Yay. Jesus, that was welcome that was to technically a movie. Um, I'm I'm not gonna lie, this is the first time I think I've been bad about technically a movie. Nah, dude. I'm I'm sorry. This we watched out of everything we've watched so far. This is the one. It wasn't gaudy. It wasn't Starship Troopers. Two. Some, no, because here's the thing. I had to go through a process, and we'll introduce herself after I go through this. I was um, gonna say. At first, ahead. I was mad at. At first, I was mad at if you were picky this, but then I was like, it's not your fault. Then I was mad at Kid Me for at one point thinking this was watchable. Then I was bad at my parents for letting me watch it ever, but then I realized they didn't take me to go see it. My grandmother did. But then I realized I was angry at whoever decided to let Robert Rodriguez spend $50 million on letting turning one of his kids' dreams into a movie. That's No, nah, that's cool. It's a good concept. <clears throat> I like it. Best See, movie ever. Shout out to him <laughs> making some shit up and then allegedly, I, in my I think opinion. I can't be Hollywood angry shit. because I can't go to the default of this movie so stupid it was written by a child because it actually was and I feel mean <laughs> about it. It really was. Anyway, I'm McLean. Um you taking the role of one of the other two for today, apparently. Um, shark boy. With me. Always, um, I'm Shark Boy. God damn it, Tyler! And joining <laughs> us uh, all the way from Lorca Morca and from, you know, watching bad movies as always. Here, continuing the tradition of bad movies. Yeah, me, Demos, Chip, whatever you want to call me, don't care. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. What Just a don't movie, call you huh? Shirley. Yeah. Tyler, what t- why don't you explain to us what? All right, so uh, we watched The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, a 3D movie from the year 2005, directed by Robert Rodriguez. As a kind of like, I do have a lot of respect for. Yeah. I need to state that because I'm not going to say a lot of things that will put that sentiment through here at this podcast. But See, I have like a lot of respect for him as a director. It's it's not. It's not part of the Spy Kids franchise, but it's very much like of the same. Uh, it, it, they're cut from the same cloth. Uh, they have the same kind of energy. Um, this, this one was made with clip art. <laughs> listen, if you've seen the Spy Kids movies, it's not that different. <laughs> um, this was an interesting uh, experience because when I was looking for a movie to pick for the poll, I was scrolling through HBO Max's Leaving Soon segment. And I saw Shark Boy and Lava Girl was leaving HBO Max on uh, January 31st. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's perfect. But we got to hop on this before it's gone. Because uh, McLean and I watched this as as children. This was a 2005. We are um, we were born in 2000. So we were about five years old when this came out. Unless you were me. <laughs> and you were like yes. 20. <laughs> that's what I was getting to. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to share a bit of our childhood with with the old with, with the elderly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Um, so general question, uh, Tyler, is your goal to piss off every member of this podcast? You yes. just I think this pissed you off more than anything else because I'm not pissed. I'm not pissed. Uh, but you I, you were frustrated. I. There were some parts of this that were so bad to watch, I had to look at the floor. 
like this is this is um low budget early 2000 cg and it looks like fucking dog shit um it didn't look even... like that in my five-year-old brain when you but... say low budget this has a cast of like eight people and it costs like 50 million dollars wait yeah, because probably most of it went to George Lopez. Hey, most of it was fucking Hollywood accounted away. Because there's no way this was 30 No, that's like, so I I was looking into this. There's two funny things about this. There's two budget reports. One is $35 million, the other one's $50 million. The thing is, if it made $39 million, it made a box off or $59 million. It made a box of $39 billion. Can you do all of that again? Because say, say all of that again. Because Okay. So every time I look up to find out what the budget for this movie was, I get two answers. One is $50 million and the other one is $35 million. Yes. Yeah. So if it was $35 million, technically they not a lot. They did make some gain, but if it was $50 million, they lost money. Okay. Which is not a lot of money for a movie that is almost entirely CGI. Yeah, also this was in 2005. Okay, how many how many real world sets were there? Two? Um, there's the house. Three. There's the house. The classroom. The classroom. And, and yeah, that's about it. That I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's maybe it. okay. Maybe maybe his those, bedroom. Maybe like his part bedroom. Of the, yeah. That's maybe three. part of the roller coaster. Might have been like oh, that wasn't a set, that was a prop. That was one that was one part, but everything else was CG. There was no real yeah, and and in terms of like real world prop, there's also the chair the other kid sat on (laughs) when he was minus. Minus so this movie's so fucking stupid. I I do want to read off a bit of the trivia page from IMDB because I do I love it. Okay, let's go, let's do it. Um Fact one, the movie was shot and completed so quickly by the time Robert Rodriguez was ready to ship it, the advertisements weren't finished. Nice. So he made this movie faster than they could advertise it, which tells me they spent two weeks on this movie. Maybe. Honestly? Oh, you know they only did like one or two takes on this. They didn't waste any time. They also didn't have to travel around much because everything's, I assume, was like in a studio. I mean, you could have set this up in a garage. I think everything was done through Robert Rodriguez's like studio. Basically, everything was him from like every except distribution, pretty much everything was. Okay. Um, The other thing, too, is this was all shot in Austin, Texas, because that's he's an Austin, Texas guy. He, yeah. he shot um, this in his garage with a green tarp, and then probably. his wife did the CG on the computer in the living yeah. room. <laughs> no, like the, 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 that's the insane thing is like there was an actual student. Like the thing thing is, I don't think this is Hollywood budget fuckery. I think this is a genuine project, and that's the part that does make it stupid. I think there is a little bit of Hollywood fuckery in there because there's no way because by 2005 CG was. Like there was CG from the '90s that looked a thousand times better than this shit. Yeah, but the thing is, like CG from the '90s wasn't the entire movie. They yeah. use CG to oh, like, you're... like build certain like yeah. assets, but and most even movies then, weren't entirely CG. And like this. how many? There was only, okay, and most of the CG in this game in this movie was backgrounds. How much of the CG was interact quote unquote interacted with? <laughs> Uh, not very much um there's like there's the part where shark boy like steps in the chocolate there's the uh, part where he bit through the bars of the, cage, the bubble things the bubbles yeah. 
There was the marshmallow the pillow fight scenes. The the fucking the extension cords. <laughs> There's actually quite a bit of attempting to interact, but no. Yeah, but even then, like us. it's not like like big. Like they did most of it wasn't them. Inter- you know what I mean? Like it's not. Okay, like, I have a also, few more of these facts I want to get through. Okay, and then let's really get to that. Okay, then let's, we get go, to talk about let's go the through film. this. Yeah. So next, uh, the story was conceived by Robert Rodriguez's then seven-year-old son, Racer Rodriguez. Real, we're gonna also go over all of the Rodriguez kids' names because they are oh, funny. God. Cool, cool. <laughs> receives as an on-screen story by credit. Max is named after Racer's middle name. Racer and Robert also provide audio commentary for the DVD and Blu-ray together. That's cute. <sighs> Taylor I mean, as a father-son project, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, like here's the thing. That's like that's like I don't want to rip into this into that part of it because like okay, yeah. he wanted to do something, dude. Nice his kids. Topor is like maybe you for for the this movie. I fucking I think we, about it. I, I fuck. I'm uh, glad I remember this that you didn't realize that that guy's name was just robot spelled differently. Yeah, no, I didn't think about that. Uh, but it is. But anyway. uh, yeah, the, the little pro the little robot there built he was building with his dad. I think is a metaphor for this whole movie. I, here's another fun one. Uh, Taylor Lautner choreographed his own fight scenes. I yes. believe that. I mean, it looks like it. He just he he knew how to do some some spinning flips, and God damn it, was he gonna do it? Did you think he choreographed his dance number uh, to his song too? Hundred percent, because you know they didn't spend any money. <laughs> uh, on apparently, any the girl from Spy Kids uh, declined this. Good. <laughs> Which you know, yeah. There's uh, Miley Cyrus also considered the role, but turned it down to uh, play to go work on her uh, Disney TV show. Oh my god, um, that would have been so weird if Miley Cyrus was in this. <laughs> This is a great one. The word dream is spoken 188 times in this movie. Oh, God. Most of them were in Shark Boy's song. Yep. Yep. Close true. your eyes, shut your mouth, dream a t- dream and get I... us out. Dream, 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 dream. Tyler. <laughs> um, dream a yeah, dream, you little bitch. Yeah, I, I, might, I might have made bleep that out um, and then just like put it like, hey, I'm sorry for what Tyler said. That was completely inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I actually said a racial slur. <laughs> I heard it. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> that was, that would oh probably my God. Be better. I'm, like, I, I'm kind of doing everything. Let's just talk about like, are we going to do the thing where we go down the plot? Or are we just going to no. think about it? things because i feel like the plot we don't need structure there's there is no plot this kid just wrote some shit down and some stuff happens oh here's another sad things happen that's what happens in this movie i assumed the the girl plays lava girl taylor dooley just uh wore a wig no she had dyed hair they made her dye her fucking hair for this yeah that wasn't a wig yeah that was straight up we made her have pink hair yeah like her, co- it's weird too because like I mean, I, I, I'm surprised they did that because like they didn't really commit too hard in designing her costume because it looks very homemade. And if she's lava girl, I don't know why they made her go with pink hair. You figure they this... go like a lava red, or no? Because pink is for the girls and blue is for the boys. Uh, that's right. God damn it! They made a point to mention that earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I do want to point out this was Robert Rodriguez's most expensive film until Sin City. Didn't this come around the same? Oh, it was, okay. it was a couple it of years didn't later. Kill for, right? 
The Dame to Kill For, yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, didn't Sin City, like, come out around the same time as this? Like, the first one? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I, there's so many questions I have. I, like, I want answered. Yeah, no, Sin City, the first one, came out the same year as Spy Kids. Uh, not Spy Kids, uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I actually did something I usually never uh, did for these this podcast which was go listen to other people who cover this on this podcast which was surprisingly hard to come across mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you mean nobody, nobody wants to talk about this <laughs> yeah because the only people i think who saw this were <sighs> who were five or six or whatever age they were when it came out and they were kids that was still would have liked this kind of garbage yeah and then they never watched it again and, but like <laughs> I, I see the thing the is like thing, i know a lot of people who like nostalgia hate watch this <laughs> nostalgia hate yeah us yeah i i'm one of them uh but i i I know i'm not alone in nostalgia hate watching this or love watching it it's it because like it it has a weird effect where it's so it's like atrocious but it's like it's so innocently bad like i can't get too mad at it because it's just like a such a wholesome attempt at a film but holy shit i will say <laughs> i mean i would not age well unlike something like active hour which i would actually have argued was like after we watched it i thought was like kind of maliciously bad in some points like with yeah stereotypes and shit like that or like gaudy which like or a lot of the stuff that feels like cash grabs i don't even know what the fuck to describe gaudy <laughs> um this at least did feel like there was some soul and passion behind it. However, there was I mean, it's so dumb. Like, it's, like this has to be of... a child's thoughts because it's so yeah. incoherent. And like he didn't, this isn't like something somebody curated to try to appeal to kids. This is just for whatever reason, he pulled off getting the budget to make a movie his kid thought up. Yeah. So, and you know, did it you know it's funny you know, that those, about like, all the other people who were offered the role that large that george uh lopez took uh before that george lopez had oh before god george, george lopez lopez. Heard it, this is actually kind of awesome uh-huh. and i would have loved these tommy lee jones <laughs> christopher- <laughs> could you imagine tommy lee jones christopher as Mr. electric oh that's even better danny glover forrest whitaker fucking ghost dog that would have been great the late just... james gandolfini Willem Dafoe, Robert Willem Dafoe would have been fucking Danny DeVito, <laughs> Danny Baldwin, Sir Patrick Stewart, and Christopher McDonald were all considered. Can you this imagine, dude? What uh, you think you're gonna get? Fucking Patrick Stewart for this? No fucking way. Says they were all no, okay, but Patrick Stewart was the poop emoji in the Emoji Movie. I, I don't see. Yeah, I don't he, know where I don't know where his bar is. is. Here's the thing: to 2005, Robert De Niro. I don't think he would have done this if they had waited five years. They totally could have got Robert. De Niro. <laughs> yeah, I, there I, was I, a I'm point. Saying, like Robert De Niro is a good actor, but he had hit a point where he's just saying, "Sure, I'll show up. I'm not expecting to do a lot." How much is the paycheck? All well, because right, he it. he does a lot of those like old man sitcoms. <laughs> yep, and that was his career for a while. But like Just making ooh. that bank, baby. Um, imagine I can't imagine Christopher Walken as Mr. Electric. That's fucking hilarious. So much of the <laughs> trivia for this is just all the people who were like passed up, like being roles in this movie, including mm, uh, how nothing's how many people said nope, <laughs> paycheck's not big enough for this. <laughs> yeah, eleven visual effects companies were involved in producing this. Wow. How? I don't I buy that for a second. If you I, think for a movie the, in okay. the 2000, early 2000s, this I was a lot of seat. 
CG to yeah, not be But also, like, they also probably again they, we didn't have a lot of money but also their turnaround time was probably ridiculous so like no matter he has to yeah that you have on there like there's no way they would have been able to put like even if you had the best vfx art- artists oh in no the, way they yeah. they wouldn't have been able to put out a good product on that schedule yeah. I don't like think. that makes sense that he like farm this out like hey you guys got a week to make me a thing and these were <laughs> make me a background like, you've got five days and this Top much money your companies too these were probably like yeah just local small companies yeah, again small knowing studios. it's like robert rodriguez these were probably all austin-based companies yeah, yeah. he knew probably. he had friends in the industry it was just like bang 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 like, like hey probably, guys i got this like, project I could, that i want to do with my kid yeah it's like i can give you this much money can you make me some some background effects can you can you can you make me an ice soldier that has that kind of looks like face. george <laughs> so this is so you make me a shark the... rocket ship yes maybe uh, milk and the land of milk and cookies oh my god this actually might have been the best version apparently the roller tobor was almost given to ricky gervasis <laughs> oh Thank no god. glad he wasn't in it fuck no, but this is funny because Tober was funny because like this I feel like addition for Mr. Trick. Who? Craig auditioned for this movie. Daniel oh. Craig? This must Who? have been pre- pro- This this is I'm looking at it here. It says Daniel Craig. Oh my god, imagine James Bond Mr. as Mr. Electric. Electric. What, what year can... was he, James Bond? Was uh two, Casino Royale was 2006. This was right. So clearly, the casino. You, uh, oh my god! What a fucking yet. dodged bullet! Do you imagine if he didn't get James Bond because he was too busy working on Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Man, talk about. So here's the thing. It sounds like originally they had a bunch of other people audition. Uh oh. Um, but I'm guessing either like they all passed because they had better projects come up, uh, or yeah, dude, yeah, just like. It makes sense. Some of them be like, hey, just a quick fucking buck, sure, whatever. And then, but just like how many people he because how much clout did he have by this time to reach out to some of these people? Um, so here's the thing. I think he had more clout with like Austin locals and yeah, but I mean like the big names he tried to yeah, I mean like talking about the actors. So here's the thing. Robert he, he, able, he was able to put the, put together the Spy Kids trilogy, which had a lot of big names attached to it. And yeah, that's all, true. And amongst Latin communities, he was also able to pull a lot of weight too. Like, yeah, he well, he pulled George he, Lopez. Yeah, so. and not only did he pull George Lopez, this is peak popularity, George Lopez, while his yep. show was still running. And like, you know, like, God, I can't. I'm trying to imagine how long it would have taken them to do the filming on green screen for all of this. Oh my God, a day, two days. Yeah, like like kids too. So they had to like work really. Yeah, that's true. Hours. So like they might have done like a couple. Might just done limited takes for the sake of like how many. Yeah, working. Yeah, yeah. And even like you probably had George Lopez for what a day, two days. Uh, probably a couple days. Like because he because he had so many roles. Like even if like yeah, the amount of time that would have taken, I don't know. Probably like it was definitely less than a week. I would assume because he only has like so many live action appearances. Yeah. Um, hey, don't forget the most important part of the intern holding the flashlight in his face. Oh my god. Okay, so uh Mr. Electric is my favorite uh 
VFX uh, masterpiece in cinema history. Um, Best the way, villain of all time. The, the way that they just like made a fish eye or like a fish bowl around George Lopez's face and, and just attached some electric effects around him and like made it like, <laughs> like we don't have to animate wires. the arms. We just did fucking electric bits so we well, don't have to animate the hands. It's so funny. Bit. It's hilarious. I it's- spent way too much time today at work thinking about like how the fact that the main character in this movie is a fucking cosmic horror like <laughs> yeah. a kid that can just make all of his dreams we didn't reality. see the scene afterwards where like the fucking shadow government people showed up like wearing black mask <laughs> room in a van and put him in yeah and then like um, they sterilized the entire neighborhood yeah and school um, um because movie- <laughs> oh go ahead tyler <laughs> This movie made me realize how much of my childhood included weird CGI versions of George Lopez's head. Because if you watched, if you watched uh, the George Lopez show, um, like a lot of us did on Nick at Night, weirdly, because if you some if you fell asleep watching Nickelodeon and like woke up at three a.m. and G- George Lopez is on, you might catch a glimpse of a George Lopez flashback where they kind of just like put adult George Lopez's head on a child's body to represent really? his childhood. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds horrifying. Have you never seen that? <laughs> Didn't like George Lopez and Joe Rogan have some kind of beef? Probably. Like, I, I, I know like it was that, that other comedian right that had the yeah. TV show and then went away. I kind of love I kind of love George Lopez, but that like because of like the imprints his he's had on my childhood and this is part of that <laughs> um i'm sorry i'm just i also like one thing to take point out like the, so there's a lot of inconsistency in this movie like first off like i'm inclined to agree with like 90 at the beginning like 90 percent of the parents and teachers like this kid needs to stop fucking dreaming like it's one thing to have dreams but this kid's like living a delusional life at in the beginning the point where he's yeah. writing everything down all the time I think they went around. They they all just went about the conversation so poorly. Yeah, like, like this is all like just a really bad example of parental co- and uh like adults communication with children. Because essentially, what they're telling him is like your dreams are fucking useless. Come back to the real world, you nine year olds. Well, clearly, like, no, you don't like, need to live live in fucking la la land. But it's okay yeah. to have dreams and an imagination. <laughs> Well, and there's also like the whole thing of using of like, you know, using dreams as escapism for real problems like parents divorce. Yeah. But like this movie ignores the whole parents divorce, ignores any of the outside world and spends like 80 percent of its runtime in made up make believe land and planet drool, which we later find out is actually a dream, but then it's not actually a dream. Yeah, I honestly like I don't really understand what's real and what's not. <laughs> so I have a theory. I think Max died in the fucking and was put in a. Or, <laughs> oh, is, a is this coma. one of those like coma theories? So everything after the fucking tornado <laughs> when the windows are blown out, like in real life, there's like a piece of glass lodged in his brain, and they're afraid to move it because it'll kill him. This is oh. a Jacob's ladder scenario, is what you're saying? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love I love the children in in his classroom too because like Mr. Electric oh, Electricidad sorry I almost said his name wrong. Electricidad. Can't tell you how much it pisses me off that his name is just Mr. Electric Dad. No, it's Le- Electricidad. Get it right. 
Yeah, it's um, not the same. It's not Mr. Electric. It's not Mr. It, e. No, it just pisses me off because they wrote that down and thought they were funny and or clever. It, it really does. Like, yeah. there's, I don't know why this why this of all the movies we watched got to me. Because, <laughs> like, there's weird instances where, like, so he, uh, Mr. Electri- Electricidad is being portrayed as, like, trying to be a positive role, ma- uh, role model, but also, like, oh, no, we have to have jokes, but also I'm going to enable his bill his bullies by saying oh like linus you can go up there but then when linus says something out of pocket you're like all right you get a minus but there's no other reason yeah i'm gonna let i'm gonna keep letting you be an asshole to this kid uh, it bounces between him attempting you. to be a good teacher and a terrible teacher he's, he's the worst this movie and then, <laughs> then he also later calls fucking linus names like call starts calling him minus Oh yeah, no, because um, he calls him. Yeah, that's where the name Linus came from. It's, well, which it's like it's it's more about his behavior. It's like, oh, you're being kind of a dickhead, Linus. Again, which- <laughs> I I'm I'm not I I'm not. This is not my original idea. This podcast I listened to, I think called "The Villain Was Right," uh, pointed this out for me. I get a kid why a kid like that would act like that. If his parents made, if my parents made me wear a sweater with a giant L on it. Because that's yeah. how, like that was on his shirt because this kid fucking see the thing shit. is also like um what gives a kid like li- named Linus the right to be a bully? <laughs> how are you gonna walk around being a bully when your name is fucking Linus? No, which makes me think this kid's being bullied to fuck ton all right. And then <laughs> no, but he's got are. his own little posse. And yeah, the dream kid is just yeah, he's got Italian which hair are hilarious kid and, and sleepless <laughs> shirt kid. Um because the scene, the scene in the playground where like they're trying to steal his fucking dream journal, <laughs> and they're all like ganging up on him, it's so it's it's so funny. I love the way they run around and move, and then it, the scene concludes with him climbing up the spider web, yeah, fucking and hitting his nuts on the rope. Which, yeah, even if he successfully got up the spider rope, what the fuck was he gonna do after that? So that was, did the kid write that, and then he climbs the. He climbs the ladder and then he gets hit in the ball. Yeah, and and then we get to the next day, which has my favorite line in cinema history when he comes back into school and he's like, Mr. Electric, <laughs> he took my dream journal. I did. And then and then Linus uh, is like, he denies it. And he's like, Linus, give him back his dream journal. And it's like, okay, fine. Here's your fucking dream journal. And Max opens it up. It's all fucked up. My dream journal. I did not. Mr. Electric Hammer. It's beautiful. I mean, (laughs) like the delivery on that kid and like his shithead attitude. Like, honestly, like this is the best acting in the movie because like you like this kid loves being a shithead. (laughs) This might this might surprise you, but no one. In this movie, besides Taylor Lautner, who was a kid, had a long acting career after this. I mean, you know, uh, it happens. <laughs> I can't, I still can't believe Twilight came out three years later. I, 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 I refuse to believe it. Yeah, that's a weird time scale thing. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's how old was he when the first when the first film came out? I don't know. If, uh, Taylor Lautner was born in ninety two, so. What is that? Uh, fucking like 10, 13, 13. And then how, and then five years later, four years later. Yeah, I guess so. That makes, I guess that makes sense. 
dog. What what a what a what a glow. They shot also- this in 2004, so they basically what they got him like right before he hit puberty is yeah. what happened here. Yeah, he was 16 in the first Twilight movie, so yeah, he like his like between that movie and that one, his he- balls drop. <laughs> His balls dropped and he got mega roided up. Yeah, he got the testosterone rocked that kid's work. Dude, this review's gonna be he uh, he hit the gym like like, fucking crazy. There's not much more to say about this movie that's stupid. Um I also I also learned uh Max in this movie played uh, a young angel in X-Men Last Stand. Oh, that's that kid? Holy shit. Yes, in the beginning of the movie. Um this that is Max. <laughs> was that before or after? Uh, that uh, last stand came out in two thousand six. So this was la- that was after. Was after. Yeah. Okay, so that's a that's a that's an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, see, my last film was this weird ass CG dream nightmare. He was in um he was in Dog uh with Channing Tatum recently that came out last year. Really? How'd that movie do? Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch it. I don't think it did very well. Like it, it, it's it's one of those like uh, low stakes like whatever movies. Like so, guy and his dog. I, like, I, I I'm somewhat like trying to keep us on topic of talking about the movie at least. The no. whole fucking planet rule thing. I love it. And just all everything about I I I will. God, this movie just it makes so much sense. A seven year old. Ten. Yeah, because like it it oozes like creativity, but without the thought to like flesh anything out. Like you come up with these big ideas, but have no way to like understand how to like expand upon them. And it's like I think I think it really I th- I think there's probably like an interesting case study in si- child psychology with this movie. There has to be. Oh, could we put out the fact? And again, there's nothing wrong with this, but one of the plot points is. The parents getting divorced and Robert Rodriguez would get divorced four years or three years after this movie came out. <laughs> they weren't it, they weren't explicitly getting a divorce, but it was definitely on the table. Like they were they I were, want you are, to leave. Or I thought you wanted me to leave. That's like it's pretty saying. Like it's it could be easily seen. They were definitely arguing. They weren't. They were. They weren't in the best spot. But you know what? Saying, they made... I feel like we had a lot about the Rodriguez household exposed in that one little yeah. plot point. Definitely. Oh, <laughs> their household is really interesting because um, so, somehow uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl were able to sneak in there, mm-hmm. like uh, without the parents noticing. Uh, which this is where it gets really like confusing where you're like I don't know what the fuck is real and what's not (laughs) because like clearly Shark Boy and Lava Girl were there and they had like a physical impact Um, like fucking Max filled up his shower so Shark Boy (laughs) which was completely unnecessary because he's never in water he could breathe in air like he didn't like why did he why did he okay, do it's that? like something that actually really pissed me off when I was thinking about. So, Mr. Electric, he's electrical, right? Like, that's yeah. his thing. But to kill Shark Boy, he or not, or stun him, I guess, he has to dump electric eels. In. Mm-hmm. You figure he could just, I don't know, shock the water because he's electricity. Yeah. Like, that's like, there's no, he's got to use his plug hounds. Plug hounds. 
God. Um, like the plugs are his main weapon. I like I don't did, did like we ever see any direct application of Mr. Electric using his electric powers other than like ordering these fucking plugs around? Nope. He zapped Linus once. Oh yeah, in the butt, oh, which was yeah. weird because Linus was facing him, which means that either the electric arc had to go around and hit him in the butt, or Linus turned around specifically <laughs> so he can take his electric bolt to the butt. Wow, both those implications are terrible. Both of those are really bad, and I don't know why. (laughs) In that ending scene, we also address the fact George Lopez sees this, originally thinks it's Tornado, and doesn't talk about, hey, tornadoes are dangerous. He starts going, let's talk about the science of tornadoes, kids, instead of like, we should move towards an auditorium. But then he sees that, and instead of deciding, okay, time to get the fuck out. You know those run-hide fight? I guess they didn't do run-hide fight drills yet. You, know, oh, fire you don't really run, hide, fight a tornado. You just hide. Well, he was trying to find them shelter. Uh, he was yeah. he he. The thing with but teaching he the science, it, he was trying to calm the class down so they don't freak the fuck out. But when he uh, sees it's him, the Mister Electric thing, he takes it so personally. Which <laughs> I wait, honestly, you, I would too. Like, I'm like, why dude, am I the bad why, guy? why'd you make me the bad guy? And I'm like, I don't know, because you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> you make fun of your students. You're a terrible goddamn teacher. You you're not a good dad. Nothing. You're a pretty shitty teacher. And like, um, oh, you're over possessive that, of your daughter, which is weird. I like it. That's something else I love is that he's like, listen, go make friends with anybody in this class. And they'll like, he does have like general moments of good, like, hey, make friends with real people. That would be good for you. And then he goes make friends with the guy, the girl that's directly uh, his daughter. He's like, okay, make friends with everybody but her, you fucking little jackass. Yeah. My daughter's not allowed to have friends. Yeah. That's why I have to keep her locked up in the ice castle. That's why she sits in the front row in my classroom every day. With the vents right above her. So she's cold all the time. So she has ice powers. So so she's sick. So she can never go out to recess. Actually, it does make a lot of sense. kind of fucked up. In Texas. Yeah. Um, Dude, <laughs> I, 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 every time we talk, every time we bring up George Lopez, the image of the ice block of, version of his face pops into my mind and it's, it this makes flat me flat face. <laughs> it makes me giggle. Every time yeah, he was the robot. He, he was, was Tobor. He was the ice guardian, dude. He was Mr. Electricidad. He was Mr. Electric. Yes. Um, um, Tobor is funny because like, George Lopez is probably one of the loudest motherfuckers on the planet Earth. Uh, so I think his natural speaking voice is like way up here. Yeah. So the fact that Tobor is is probably like his most genuine attempt at like speaking quietly is really yeah, and calmly. <laughs> the idea of George Lopez trying to be genuine and quiet sounds like someone told Morgan. Uh, someone told him to try to do his best Morgan Freeman impersonation. Honestly, I, I maybe I don't know. I don't know. Like I, here's oh. the thing. I do understand having like a generally loud voice. Yeah. Um, and George Lopez's this, default is screaming. Yeah, and I get that. Like having a generally loud voice, and it sounds weird when you have a generally loud voice and you try to talk very calm and quietly. It's it it is quite funny. Um, but like, you know, George Lopez is one of the most, uh, pro uh, like popular comedians of the 2000, early 2000s. And like, they caught, they caught my guy at his peak popularity pretty much, or if it's not at his peak, it's like still close to it. And 
he's a really really talented comedian and they have him tell jokes but they're all shit puns and <laughs> and, and not only are they, they bad puns he always has to explain what the pun is immediately <laughs> after you he can't tell a joke and not just explain the joke right after saying it like i i can't even remember a specific like one he's like he uses like kilowatts or watts as a pun oh, and he's and like badly, oh yeah well, like badly. like the unit of electricity right guys uh, <laughs> one of the other funniest things about this movie is love girls like one of three female characters in this movie and her whole thing is she doesn't have any character development no, she does. It's just like her, she's having an identity crisis where she doesn't really know what her character is supposed to yeah. be. I like I I tell you that this movie is just like there's an episode of the Twilight Zone where a kid could just imagine anything that happened. This is just somebody tried to do. What if we made that kid a fucking hero? And it turns out he's still a fucking mad god. <laughs> like I said, the safest thing to do is like living with because like here's the thing in this movie world. Everyone thinks this kid's fucking psychotic, and there's like some weird off things. Like, right. okay, the cookies are a little burnt, and there are like weird bites taken. Why? Out. Why is there shark shaped bites taken out of this cookie? And the ones burnt because and, and there's and the grass Depending is burnt. On the day everything she touches either burns or doesn't burn. It just depends. And you know, and then this kid, this kid has a general few weird stories. Uh, a little too imaginative for like a third grader. And then all those things really do happen, but they don't. But then they do. So he shattered the fabric of reality, and then they just all move on like that is normal at the end of the movie. Yeah, like because plan, like I, I think Planet Drew is real because drama sh- lasts thirty seconds in this film and then moves on every time. Yeah, <laughs> like there's Max also, manifested Planet Drool from his dream power, which is fucking yeah, insane. Like I said, the real real ending of this movie, he's like in a facility, like bored and white, and there's like guys with like gas masks and lab coats watching him from like a one way mirror in area 51 that like that's like that's all i could think of that's the version of the movie i had at and they just keep him awake so he can't sleep and Dude, dream like I, like um when i was thinking about when we were watching this movie like dan they really like fucking max is like basically a weird uh version of like franklin richards from marvel comics where he has like yep. these insane like reality warping fucking abilities yeah because once you dreamed you can pretty much do it every one because then he got super speed once he realized he remembered his powers or whatever he had a brainstorm and then linus countered it with the brain freeze and then he counters that back with a brain fart which turns linus's head like 15 times its size which is a weird uh popular special effect from the early 2000s which appeared in a lot of commercials i remember videos like that like do you remember like the airheads commercials or like uh the respect the pouch like capri sun commercials where that would happen to somebody i don't know why they love to like inflate people's heads like that in the early 2000s heads are cool man i i don't know but like th- it looks so shitty <laughs> in this movie and they lingered on that shot for like 20 seconds where he's just like bouncing with his fat ass head i want to talk about some of the horrific cgi landscapes were given throughout this movie too oh, you mean every single one of them <laughs> Because I can't think of a Dude, single thing, particularly the land of milk and cookies. Even the like the most place that's supposed to be the most pleasant is a nightmare scape. <laughs> it really is. Like down to the fact, I don't know. There's something so uncomfortable about the Milk River. 
Like, it's warm too. Why is it warm? <laughs> but the thing is, I can only think about it. It's like liquid CGI definitely wasn't nailed down to like yeah the first and, Avatar movie, maybe. Yeah. Also, um, this movie was designed for 3D. So um, they love to just throw shit at the screen because if you're watching it in theaters, it pops out at you. But if you're not watching it in theaters, it doesn't. So just, one of the, th- the most popular effects in this movie is liquid spewing out at the screen. So you'll have like fucking milk splash right in your face and it just doesn't look right. There's the whole so many unnecessary like screens. Train of thought thing where they're going through this land of just like floating brains. Oh, yeah. Um, they hopped off the battle bus. There uh, were the sharks standing, standing on two leg thing. The sharks standing up. At also, the, end. the sharks speak, and they have a really f- funny deep voice. Yeah, I love it. <clears throat> Shark uh, boy needs a submarine. That pissed me off a lot. I don't know why, but no, because like he has to like he can only like go so deep under the water. Like, nah, nah I think I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure water pressure still applies to Shark boy. I don't know. It's so pisses. I mean, me he off. grew gills, so who even knows anymore? Like, maybe if he spent like he, maybe if he spent more time like evolving his like shark fucking I mean, genetics. He has like, retractable shark's teeth. Yeah, I, I like he like doesn't have be... that like natural. He wasn't born with that. He was like developed over time. Powers yeah, dumb even... enough to be X Men characters that were forgotten about. Yeah, no this DC this does feel like, were, like um, they're killed off instantly in a Suicide Squad reboot. No, it really does feel like um, X Men fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, it really does. God, <laughs> like again, I can't like hit this movie too hard because I th- I think there's nothing wrong with like a director's like, yeah, my kid wants to make a movie. We're gonna make a movie. Except I think he spent a little too much money. Because I want to remind everybody, the reason Robert Rodriguez is famous is because he made a movie for $4,000. Yeah, and he also beats the Spy Kids movies. Which I also do recommend check out the book, Rebel Without a Crew. Yes. Um, I, 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 I have a, a ton of respect for Robert Rodriguez. Because he also just like does whatever the fuck he feels like. Yeah. yeah. Also, You can go guess... from Machete to Spy Kids like, like that. <laughs> so, Deimos... We haven't given you a chance to say a fully uh, voice your full opinion on this, but someone who completely avoided this movie when it came out, would it feel to watch it like 20 years later, 18 years later? Uh, I mean, it's so fucking forgettable. <laughs> like, it's like, yep, this is a kid's movie. Like, like that's about it. Like, yep, this is an extreme kid's movie. Like, like I said, I'm not wanting to critique it too hard because, I mean, supposedly written by a kid so whatever it looked like shit <laughs> like the cg has aged yeah, like terribly things on camera that's not the kid that was yeah adults all for the most part yeah, it aged like hot garbage oh but like yeah. on the the shitty ass cgi is like oh that's the charm of it. that's the it, it is the charm because it looks so bad but it's hilarious <laughs> i i don't <laughs> It really I, reminded me of those like commercials you would see between commercials on like Nickelodeon, like they were for the channel itself. Yeah, or it it it, it kind of looks like a, a fake movie that a character in a TV show would be watching in the in universe TV. Yeah, but even in that TV show, the point would be, look how bad this garbage is. Yeah, <laughs> I like. 
I like the fucking rapping shark boy. I had to look at the floor because it Close was just eyes, so shut up. <laughs> It was like so unpleasant. Like everything about that part was so unpleasant. It's so, it, it, that part is specifically hilarious because like it was Lava Girl's idea to like sing him a lullaby, and then she says "dream" like three times off key, and then like gives up. He's just like, "All right, you go." He's like, "Dream, dream, dream." Yeah, dream. even in the and then she's like, subtitles. "All right, that's that didn't work." Even in the subtitles, right. it's like, "Yeah, this is bad." And then Shark Boy immediately comes in with this banger, like on the spot. I, 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 I have no words <laughs> for what transpired there. <laughs> I remember another thing pissing me off: him dreaming up the Shark Boy boat thing and it not having fuel. Oh yeah, that's fucking stupid. Because why would you dream up a motorcycle thing that doesn't that requires gas? But doesn't have any. Because you can like, use your dreams to like make a fucking motorcycle that runs on. It's not else. like this kid's gonna. Fuel. It's not like he's gonna dream up every single component of this machine and explain how it works. No. But then, like, like oh no, it needs gas because I didn't dream of the gasoline. Like, yeah. Like, why would it need gas? Make it run on fucking dream powers. Like, it doesn't need fuel. <laughs> but no, it does for plot. And then he dreams up the fucking banana split boat to get out of there instead. Yeah. So then they just drift down the river instead of going faster. <laughs> in the warm milk river. In in a uh, banana split boat. Also, can we talk about how the fucking weird choice of his parents? By the way, one of which is David Arquette, which if you've watched <laughs> a lot of like horror movies or B-movies, you've seen a lot of David Arquette. I love um, him. Is uh, them as the uh, milk and cookie giants. Yeah, and he dreams of them being of happy. All together. the things I would wanted to see in the behind the scenes, I would have liked to see them in those costumes because they were the only people in those costumes that were grown ass people by themselves on a blue screen, having to like pretend to walk around, pretend to pick up a cookie, and then spit it pretend, out and pretend to bite the cookie and yeah, walk off happily of, together. So much, I think one of the things that like really like. One of the things that I think really hurts this movie is there's so many times where an actor's just interacting with nothing. Yeah. And yeah, that I did not, not like that. I hated that part. Just imaginary things in their hands. Like, they're not good enough actors to deal with it. Well, half of that's like if they had just bothered, like the one time they did it was with the chocolate on the cookie raft thing. Yeah, he steps in the fucking poop chocolate. Yeah, and the poop chocolate. Like, oh, I stepped in chocolate. Gross. And he's like, chocolate? Yummy. Dude, this is why we need a remake of this movie with more advanced technology. <sighs> anyway, so let's, uh, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Where does this rank on the technically a movie scale? Um, I this It runs into the same problem that I have with Superman 4, where like it's so shit on every level, but I enjoy it too much, so I have no idea where <laughs> to rank it. Um. I did like I I, I I logged it in my letterbox, but I didn't give it a star ranking like I do with all my other, with every other movie I watch because I straight up just couldn't because it's like it's literally it's like so bad in every way. But it's I also so it's on the same scale for me as Cosmic Sin. Uh, this was definitely more enjoyable than Cosmic Sin. I for me. Like I hated every that. I hated every second of Cosmic Sin because it was fucking boring and trying to take itself too seriously. 
but not a second of this movie tried to take itself seriously. Yeah. Like that's the like, yeah, because Cosmic Sin tried to sell itself as a bullshit trap, but this is just above it in terms of. Uh, yeah, like, I think it's just above it, but they're pretty close. Like, I I I think it's down I, like in terms of like intent as a filmmaker. <laughs> I don't know this. This one is it needs its own ranking spot. Like, yeah, it's, not, it's on like, like a side list. Because Cosmic Sin has like objectively adults, better effects, adults, but that's also because it's like twenty years later. Adults yeah. wrote Cosmic Sin. That's the difference. Adul- an adult was behind the process of writing Cosmic Sin. Yeah, and it was like it, it's it's try it's trying to be this gets too serious. This points because there was a kid involved and it was a kid's passion, um, and it was also like everyone's just trying to have fun. It's completely uh, yeah. innocent. Yeah. Cosmic then, Sins just feels like fucking like, all right, money. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. need to let's turn this around for idiots. Actually, let me in a weird way, I'd say this is somewhat more like uh God, I'm trying to think of the name of it. Yeah, I think Superman 4 would be right where it's just like it's, it's, it is it is a lot like time. Superman 4 yeah. for me. They would be in the same, but there's a lot of fuckery going on somewhere. If we were to do a tier <laughs> list of every movie we've watched for the series, which I a podcast idea um, for the future, uh, this would definitely be in the same tier as Superman Four. Which also, so uh, you know, just to kind of move towards wrapping this episode up, um, I, the other thing I would want to say, just final thoughts on the movie. Mm-hmm. Also, I think this is the first kids movie we chose. Santa uh, with muscles. Santa with muscles. Okay, good qual- point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> definitely. That, that movie was so weird. I kind of well, that wasn't also a technically a movie. That was like an off branch thing. It was. It was technically a Christmas special. First it was technically Christmas. voted for it, or our fans voted yeah. for it. Uh, no, um, but we we started that way, didn't we? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Would you like? I, I feel like Superman Four is kind of a kids movie. Yeah, it definitely back. feels like one compared to any of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Super, sorry about like, that. I mean, like I understand, like because, <laughs> like I, I, I do say, like, like the superhero genre is like inherently for kids, but it has more of an all ages feels instead of being specifically for kids. Yeah. Um, but like, I think between like Superman three and four, there's definitely a shift to being more like hitty. So I, I would say Superman 4 like lies on the border. Tyler, where are me and you watching next time? The next time we will be watching The Last Jedi as part of our sequels trilogy revisited, revisited yep. uh, series. Deimos, where are we watching next time for technically a movie? Robot Jocks. Which I'm looking forward to when we finally do that episode because I found out some weird lore behind how that movie got made. So I know literally nothing about this movie, so I'm excited. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so yeah, it'll be great. Anyway, oh boy, we're enjoying uh, his childhood. Hey, (laughs) that's what all this most of these picks have been since I grew up on uh, 80s flicks. Thanks for joining us and uh, wake up. (laughs) Dream.